Hi all, on this podcast I'll be discussing Arthur Berlin's character with you. Now as you know, Arthur Berlin is the head of the Berlin family and could be described as a wealthy middle class man who has made his money himself through owning the business Berlin and Company. He aspires to rise up the social ranks and become an upper class citizen. Priestley's description of Berlin in the opening stage directions, where he describes Arthur as rather provincial in his speech, allows us to interpret that Arthur is somewhat unsophisticated and has not come from an upper-class background, hence why his wife Sybil is described as her husband's social superior, as occasionally she has to tell him how to act in public due to Arthur rising from working-class to middle-class status. Before the inspector arrives, Priestley reveals a tremendous amount about Arthur to the audience. From the very first moment we meet him on stage, we learn that he is desperate to impress Gerald, as he states, you ought to like this port, Gerald, as a matter of fact, Finchley told me it's exactly the same port your father gets from him. Now initially, this might not seem like a big deal, but actually, Priestley uses the name dropping of Finchley to illustrate how Berlin is keen to impress his future son-in-law. In speaking to Gerald, who is the son of upper-class lords, he is actually speaking to his social superior. Therefore, it is no accident that he name drops and has brought port out to drink. Priestley himself wrote that everything down to the smallest detail in a production is significant, so the drinking of port is noteworthy due to its cost as it was associated with the wealthy in society and out of reach for the working class, suggesting Arthur is attempting to endear himself to Gerald. This attempt to impress Gerald is reiterated when Arthur claims Gerald is just the kind of son-in-law he always wanted. Yet we can see how Arthur doesn't just want Gerald marrying Sheila because they are in love, but because Gerald and his family can offer Arthur Berlin a way to rise up the ranks of social classes and make more money. Arthur states that the companies Crofts and Berlin and Co have been friendly rivals for some time, and now the time has come for them to work together for lower costs and higher prices, revealing that Arthur is driven by his fundamentally capitalist approach to business and doesn't contemplate the impact this may have on others. Instead, Arthur states that a man has to make his own way, has to look after himself. And we later learn that Arthur Berlin's capitalist approach was actually one of the causes of Ether Smith's death. Priestley also manages to use an incredible amount of dramatic irony in the opening scene of the play to allow the audience to see that Arthur Berlin is a flawed and misled character. Dramatic irony is where the audience know more than the characters on the stage. This is the case as the play was set in 1912 but performed in 1945. So when Arthur discusses that the Germans don't want war, the audience are fully aware that this is incorrect, as there have been not one, but two world wars, suggesting Arthur is incredibly naive about the world around him. The dramatic irony does not stop there, then. Arthur continues in his long, meandering speech about the world to state that the Titanic is unsinkable, absolutely unsinkable when the audience knows that it did in fact sink in 1912. Priestley's extremely effective use of dramatic irony devalues Arthur's opinions, not just about the Titanic and the war, but also about his employees and business, as the audience are very quickly made aware that Arthur is unwise and misled. 
After dinner, the rest of the family leave and Arthur and Gerald speak privately while drinking port. Arthur tells Gerald that, based on his public service as Lord Mayor in the town of Brumley, he believes the English government might soon offer him a knighthood. Although Arthur presents an image of steadfastness and power, he is deeply concerned with his social station, so he is especially excited about this prospect of receiving a knighthood because he knows that Lady Croft, Gerald's mother, thinks Gerald might be marrying down socially in choosing Sheila for his bride. This is because the Berlin family, though wealthy, does not have the title as the Croft family does. Arthur's belief that he will receive a knighthood if nothing terrible befalls the family seems almost to invite exactly that kind of terrible event. When the inspector arrives on stage, Berlin is very quick to attempt to assert his dominance in the situation, claiming that he was Lord Mayor two years ago and knows all the Brumley police officers pretty well. This is clearly an attempt to intimidate Inspector Gould, as Arthur assumes he is new. When the inspector discusses Eva Smith's tragic death, Arthur refers to it as a horrid business. Priestley's choice of word in here is important, as Arthur describes her death as business, highlighting his complete lack of sympathy. The stage directions at the time of this conversation also repeatedly state that Arthur is impatient and restless, showcasing to the audience that he is eager to get rid of the inspector because he is ruining his reputation in front of Gerald. Arthur refuses to accept any responsibility for his role in Edith Smith's death as he claims it was two years ago that she asked for higher wages and he refused as it was his duty to keep labour costs down, as soon they'd all be asking for the earth. The concerns of workers in this factory are completely abstract to him. He believes workers are lazy and are simply wanting handouts. Again, this is Arthur Berlin's capitalist approach in which he only wants what is best for his company, if it gives him profit and does not stop to think about the benefits of higher wages for his employees. His negative opinion of employees showcases again to the audience when he learns that Eva Smith was sacked from Millwoods and assumes it was because she wasn't doing her job properly, rather than the fault lying solely with Sheila, his daughter. Therefore, setting him up as a heartless and incredibly selfish character. Priestley himself believed in socialism, the political idea that we should all look after one another. So it's clear to see through the character of Arthur that Priestley is making a statement. He is allowing the audience to see that the Eva Smiths of the world will continue to suffer if people like Berlin remain in positions of power. His obsession with his reputation above all else is demonstrated in Act 2, when he learns that Sybil had a role to play in Eva Smith's death, and instead of focusing on that, he instead discusses the press and how it won't do them much good at the inquest, confirming that Arthur lacks any compassion or consideration for Eva, and is instead wholly centred on his own problems and issues. By Act 3, Arthur has discovered that Eric, his son, is an alcoholic who got Eva Smith, or Daisy Wenton, pregnant, and stole money from him in an attempt to support her. In a normal situation, you would expect Arthur to show some sort of emotion towards the fact he has lost a soon-to-be grandchild to Daisy's suicide and has discovered his son is an alcoholic. But surprisingly, or somewhat unsurprisingly, Arthur is solely concerned with berating Eric for stealing his money 
and angrily states that Eric will work until every penny is repaid. This is a stark example of how greedy Arthur is and how his emotions centre completely around wealth and business rather than the emotional matters of his family. Once the inspector leaves and the family have time to contemplate, Arthur is hell-bent on the inspector's investigation being a whole load of moonshine, as he refers to it, and his whole mood changes. He becomes jovial, he imitates the inspector and mocks Sheila and Eric for their reaction to the death of Daisy. Incredibly, there is no character development for Arthur, as he maintains the same stubborn opinion that he has no responsibility for the death of Daisy throughout the play, and here we can clearly see how Priestley is criticising the fact that there is a huge difference between the younger and older generation. The older generation, Sybil and Arthur, are fixed in their ways and refuse to accept social responsibility, whereas the younger generation, Eric and Sheila, realise the error of their ways and are able to redeem themselves to the audience. (laughs) 